You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Brewers baseball once again on this Friday, April 22nd with Brewers reporter Adam McKelvey. Adam joins us again. Thank you for the time, Adam. I can't talk today. Hopefully you can. Uh, Adam, let's start here. The crew settling for a split of their four-game home-and-home series with the Twins after yesterday's 8-1 loss at Miller Park. Now, the big story, the big fella, uh, Taylor Youngman, uh, career-high six walks in that one. His winless streak uh, rather surprisingly, is now up to nine starts uh, dating back to last season. Now, of course, you look back at the first 16 starts of his big league career, and he was uh, nothing short of brilliant, uh, so promising. So I guess the question that Brewers fans have right now is, uh, who is the real Taylor Youngman? Is it something somewhere in between? Well, that is exactly the first question I asked Craig Council in his post game yesterday. And I, I mean, I think the honest answer is that he is an unknown, because if you go even further back uh, than the big league numbers you just ran down. This guy did not charge through the minor leagues. He, you know, he moved up step by step, but it was a battle. And I think uh, the issue with Taylor Youngman is that he is, you call him the big fella and you're right. What was he? Six, six. I listed as that sounds about right. He has that cross body delivery for those who have, watched him pitch you uh, as the game goes on you see this spot develop on the mound on the extreme third base side of the mound where his plant foot lands and then he kind of throws it across his body and the combination of those two things uh, just his physical size and his funky delivery mean that when he gets out of whack in terms of the timing and rhythm of that motion it's extremely difficult to fix and look it's difficult for any pitcher when they get uh, in a mechanical funk but when you're talking about all these extra moving parts it's even more of a challenge. And the way he tells it, that is what he is battling right now. Um, so, look, we don't know, though, is, if he can get that straightened out, is he going to revert to the Taylor Youngman that was so good for that period of 16 starts last year? Or is he always going to be a guy, um, because he's not 95, uh, that's going to have to kind of scuffle and, and struggle for outs? And that is kind of a fundamental question that, doesn't have an answer yet. Uh, I will tell you one thing, though. I don't think the Brewers are going to do anything in terms of moving this guy out of the rotation. This is a rebuilding club, one of their former first-round draft picks, young guy way before arbitration. All those things add up to he's going to get a really long leash to try to figure this out. But they've got pitching issues, and he is certainly in the middle of it. You know, Adam, uh, if you're a pitching coach uh, and you you look at this guy, Taylor Youngman, with uh, with all this size and all this potential – is it to a point now where you look at him and say, we have to completely revamp your mechanics because whatever you had at the start of your career, you clearly don't have now? Or do they trust him enough that, you know what, he's been throwing this way for so long that it's really on him to figure this out and you don't want to tinker with the mechanics too much because that could screw him up even more? Well, here's the way Craig Council puts it. This is a great line he's used throughout uh, this camp, uh, this spring, with many different players. Your blessing is often your curse, he said. And in Taylor Youngman, that blessing is that funky delivery because it's part of what makes him difficult for hitters to pick up. Right-handed hitters have a very tough time with this guy. Um, 
but it's as we talked about the curse in that it's when you're out of whack with it and the timing's not quite right with it, you can struggle for a long period of time, and that's what he's dealing with. I think the ship failed on changing his mechanics, and I'll tell you, the Brewers had a guy uh, have had a couple of former uh, high draft picks. One of them that stands up is, is a guy named Mark Rogers who came out of Maine. I believe he was the year before Ryan Braun was drafted, a top 10 pick. And he had this cross-body delivery, but a great physical specimen, could have potentially played in the NHL, a, an athlete. And they thought, okay, this is a guy athletic enough that we can change his delivery and he'll be able to adapt to it. Well, it led to, well, I don't know. I don't want to say led to, but he developed shoulder problems. Was it cause and effect? Who knows? He developed shoulder problems and got kind of the cusp of the big leagues never established himself in the big leagues. So that was a guy early in his career, you know, doing this in the minor leagues, basically. Uh, with Taylor Youngman, I mean, he's developed. He is who he is, and they have made the call not to alter his mechanics. He's not had injury issues uh, from throwing this way, and I don't think they're going to start making changes to that now. I think the answer is more along the lines of get him to where he feels the rhythm is back, the mechanics as he has them, and then, frankly, I think get the confidence back because that's got to be part of this. And they have a pitching coach in Derek Johnson who has a, a teaching background, um, you know, known for his time at Vanderbilt with David Price and Sonny Gray and the rest, um, known for sort of being inside the head of his pitchers and treating that area as just as important as the mechanical stuff. So that's the task right now is to get some confidence back for this guy. Get him to where he feels like he's got that rhythm going and, and see if he can't go on a run. Um, very much easier said than done, as Taylor Youngman said yesterday. But he insisted, look, the confidence he said, it's not shaken. It's just a matter of getting the seal back. Yeah, that's a good point that uh, when somebody struggles, especially a pitcher, that uh, most of the time it's mostly in their heads. But at least for Youngman, from what you're saying, uh, it's not a confidence issue. He just knows that uh, he's not executing his pitches as he should be. And hopefully if he uh, maintains that confidence moving forward, that he can figure things out and get back to being the Taylor Youngman that he was uh, for the first uh, two-thirds of his career before these uh, last nine or ten starts where he has clearly uh, not been himself. Uh, Adam, shifting gears here a little bit, I know that uh, you know people have differing opinions on on run differential and margin of victory and defeat and so forth, but you had an interesting recent article uh, sta uh, stating that two-thirds of the team's losses so far have been by at least five runs. That's kind of an alarming number. So is that the sign of a team that's really unable to prevent things from snowballing when they fall behind in the early going or something not quite as concerning maybe? Well, it could be a couple of things. Number one, they've got several starting pitchers struggling really bad, and Youngman is one of them. So there are uh, six of the nine losses are by five or more runs. Three of those belong to Taylor Youngman. So that is a big chunk of it. They also have Willie Peralta really struggling. Uh, and the opening day, they were blown out by the Giants. That was a Willie Peralta game. So I think that's contributed a lot to it, is that they are not having enough starting pitchers doing that basic give your team a chance to win. You know, that's what the starter always says is his goal. The Brewers have not had nearly enough of that. And it's led to this lopsided run differential where they're 7-9, and nine, which I think a lot of Brewers fans would take after 16 games against the Giants and the Astros and the Cardinals and the Twins uh, and the Pirates. Uh, you know, those are, th this has not been an easy schedule. And 7-9 and nine for a team that has basically traded everybody but Ryan Braun and Jonathan Lucroy is, is not bad. But some of those D 
deeper numbers are troubling. They've allowed more earned runs than any team in baseball as we speak on, on Friday afternoon. Um, and uh, this, this run differential, it's, it's not only the biggest in baseball, it's one of the, I think it's, it's still the second largest negative run differential through this many games in the history of this franchise, uh, 40 plus years. So there's some troubling numbers right there for the long term, but it, it, we are still in this dangerous small sample territory where every time you look into these numbers, you, you kind of, you know, you risk going in the direction that's not going to lead to any truth. Because, as we said, it's, you know, we're talking about a, a small number of games uh, and in a few arms kind of being responsible for a lot of that damage. There are some good things happening, too, in this small sample in terms of this Brewers offense, which has been remarkably patient compared to last year. Same small sample warning applies, but uh, there's signs from guys like Scooter Jeanette, Domingo Santana at the top of the lineup. Ryan Braun has been really productive. Uh, Chris Carter has been really productive in terms of extra base hits. So there are some positive things happening on the offensive side that kind of balance the negative things happening on the pitching side. And, you know, look, I've written about it, so obviously it's something I'm interested in, but it, the, the warning in that article, and I think the, that we should repeat here, is, is this is a tenth of the season or something. You know, this is a small number of games compared to the whole, and I think it's probably a little too early to start saying, uh, you know, in, like for run differential, for example, worse than baseball. I think it's a little premature to say this is the worst team in baseball, for example. So I think we need to let it play out a little bit further and let some of this early pitching ugliness see if it doesn't even out a little bit and see if that number comes down. Yeah, agreed on that. But uh, as you said, if you were to put these numbers down in front of you know just your average fan and not tell them who the team was and just say, okay, look at the run differential, look at the stat, look at the ERA of the staff. What would this team's record be through 16 games? You're thinking, I don't know, three and 13, four and 12. Sure. Just based on that, and like you said, seven and nine, I think Brewers fans very pleased with that, given those peripheral statistics and numbers. And maybe if you know you improve upon those, you can improve upon seven and nine. But through sixteen games, to be two games below five hundred, I think it's got to be uh, pleasing to Brewers fans, uh, no doubt, at this stage of the season. Adam, to wrap things up here a little bit, uh, the the mix in center field continues to be an ongoing story. And uh, yesterday we saw Alex Presley get his uh, first at-bat of the season, pinch-hitting appearance in the seventh. He is yet another name thrown into that mix in center field. What kind of an audition do you think that uh, Presley's going to get, and uh, how much time do you think Craig Council is going to give him? Yeah, this is a great story because it's exactly, you know, we've talked about this, Matt, how many times on this podcast. It's giving us great material to go on and on and on and on, <laughs> and Craig Council says it's going to keep going on and on. So, hey, this is great for the journalists covering the club because it's an ongoing storyline. Um, Presley pinch hit yesterday. He got a hit, which was big news because the Brewers were 1-for-19 in the pinch before that uh, swing of his. Right now it looks like they're looking at Ramon Flores in center field, a player that they got from the Mariners in a trade. Um, really promising at AAA last year and then had a bad ankle injury, blew out and spent all winter rehabbing, and the Brewers picked him up and are giving him a look. I think this is his job right now, or his little opportunity. And then if he struggles, as others have done, Keon Broxton was already sent down, for example, then we could see Alex Presley. The big difference is Presley, I believe, is 30. They also have Kirk Newenheis, a little bit more established in the big league. And then Flores is the young guy of the group. So I think he's the guy that, given where the franchise is at right now, 
they're going to really want to take a look at. So the tough part for Craig Council is those three guys I just named that are up here now to play center field, they're all left-handed hitters. They're all similar-ish defensively, um, similar-ish in terms of offensive profile. And the trick is going to be to figure out how do you, you know, when you're a manager, you want to put guys in a spot where they can most likely succeed. So you look at platoon splits and things like that, and you kind of come up with a formula that you think works. With this, there's not much to go on in terms of formula. So Craig Council admitted it's going to be a challenge to figure out how to do this. Um, just looking at the two games that Alex Presti's been on this roster, they've been Ramon Flores starts. Um, he had a couple of hits the other day. If he can keep producing, I think he has a really good opportunity to hang on to this for a little while. And in that case, Presley and Neuenheis would be more bench options. It's going to be a saga, as you said, that should uh, wear on throughout the course of the season. Uh, who's going to be in center field on a day-to-day -day basis for this Milwaukee Brewers team? Uh, we will see, like I said, as 2016 progresses. Adam McAlvia, great stuff as always. We will do it again next week for sure. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.